Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast. We are entering... A really odd week, an odd time in the college football schedule. It's essentially kind of a bye week. Everybody has to play games, but uh, the schedule is so thin that, for instance, college game day, they're just up and going to James Madison University, a fine program, but but, but not a, an FBS program. That shows you how thin the slate is. So hopefully we can take this week to review a little bit, look at the schedule, and and try to understand a little bit of what's happened and what's going to happen thus far. Uh, for instance, we're here halfway through the season, a little over, and uh, Iowa's undefeated and, and, and stands a really good chance of going undefeated. That wasn't supposed to happen, but, but here we are. So to discuss this and many other points, including the passion of Aubrey, a.k.a. why Drake inexplicably works on people of all ages, genders, races, creeds, and religions, is Ryan Nanny joining us from beautiful Brooklyn, New York. How are you doing, sir? I had, I had Chick-fil-A for breakfast, so I'm doing great. Have you ever? Wow. Yeah, that's right. The Chick-fil-A, you told me, in New York for breakfast is mysteriously absent <laughs> because no one in New York City has figured out that Chick-fil-A has a delicious breakfast yet, right? I would, I would go so far as to say that I would rather have breakfast Chick-fil-A than lunch Chick-fil-A. And nobody was there. And, and at lunchtime, people lined up around the block. We're very stupid here, and that's why we pay uh, between twenty-five and $4,000, and $4,000 a month just to live. In a small, in a small space. In a small place that has mice. Delicious. Uh, another place that has mice, Kennesaw, Georgia, albeit ones who are by law required to carry a firearm if they are the chief owner of the domicile. Jason Kirk from Kennesaw, Georgia. Uh, how are you doing, sir? Um, the mice here, are they actually are guns. I'll have you know. And uh, for dinner, I had, uh, I had Tom and Chi. Have you all had Tom and Chi? No. What's that? It's no. the most hipster thing that I endorse. It is a grilled cheese restaurant. Mm-hmm. Grilled cheese and tomato soup, which like to me it makes every other restaurant seem pretty stupid, right? Because like, you know, if you think like, what's what's the best thing to eat? Not like not like what's your favorite food? What's you know what's um what's what's like the greatest thing you have ever eaten? But what's the best thing to eat? It's grilled cheese, and like no, no. it just seems like any other restaurant except for Spencer, mm. unless you have some sort of disease. You realize, like Jason, Spencer has this. This restaurant combines the two foods Spencer is most on record as hating: cheese and D- soup. Deeply, deeply opposed to both soup. <laughs> soup is fraud. It's essentially just 
water that someone dragged food through. So on the Venn diagram of people who this for whom this restaurant is perfect and um, Spencer, th- those two don't touch, and that's right, fine. Right. No, you're but, you're squarely in the middle of them, and I am thirty miles outside of them. <laughs> but but it 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 yeah. It it's just I, I it, it just makes every other restaurant seem like it's trying too hard. Because they are, because there's no effort involved. <laughs> they, all they do is they just take a piece of rotten milk and slap it between two pieces of cheap bread and slap it on a grill and sell it. I admire the complete lack of effort. I really do. <laughs> I mean, this is something I should invest in because obviously, like, their overhead has to be twenty eight dollars a day. Yeah, there's no dispute here. I'm not. I'm not saying they're they're yeah. working really hard or anything. What, I think they're working at the perfect level. What you are describing is, I, I think, best summed up as confusingly appealing minimalism. Uh, and that also applies to a little ditty came out recently by our boy Drake, Hotline Bling. Okay, nothing about this should work. No, no. Even as you're listening to Hotline Bling, you're thinking, this is. You know, a step above elevator music as far as the melody and beat go, mm-hmm. uh, but only a step. Um, in the video, Drake is, I think we described it as dancing in the manner of a plus one at a wedding who realizes that he has to dance, but is also very, very concerned about drawing too much attention to himself and being known as guy who dances at weddings. It's it's baffling. I can't there's make sense like of it a, all. In his dancing face, there's like a weird level of unfocused focus to it. Right. Like he he's very aware that he is dancing. It, it just it just you, you read that I am performing right now. Mm-hmm. You know, and not like in a in a everyone has to think this is good dancing way, but just like you know, it, he's very conscious that he's dancing is is what comes across. Right. It's begrudging. It's like, okay, I, I think I have to dance to do this. The thing that you should know about this song, there are a few things you should know, uh, that Drake, one, has been dumped again, uh, and that the woman has, since Drake dated him, uh, has attained some sort of reputation as being free-spirited. As having fun. It's having fun again. This as is like, leaving her house. <laughs> as leaving her house again. This is like stalker ass Drake. Mm-hmm. At towards his the finest. towards the end when things are really breaking apart, um, there, there's a line: "No, no, stay home. Be a good girl. Mm-hmm. Stay in the zone." How do you solve a problem like Maria? That's what this. Never is. leave your house. Which is pretty creepy if anyone on Earth except Drake says it. Because mm-hmm. Drake just while dancing in, in front of way. like pink lights. Because Drake just puts you in your basement. <laughs> Start a basement family with you, girl. Yeah, it it's creepy. puts the lotion on its skin. Exactly. Like, this and is. And he's got girls like, who kind of look exactly like Serena dancing. Yeah. Which yeah. I don't know if that's cute or creepy. It's both. I guess it depends on what she thinks. In, in, it depends in, on what Serena thinks. In, in the manner of all things, Drake, it's both cute and creepy. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's his entire uh, business strategy. It's, it, and that's, let's be honest, that's how many serial killers do their thing. It's true. The cute and creepy look? Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of the thing. Also, he's from Toronto. Remember, serial killers, they're from cold places. Also, he's wearing sweatpants and boots. If there was ever a serial killer getup, that's it. <laughs> either that, either that, or I have had to, in an urban environment, go outside in the cold. Well, yeah, but sweatpants and boots is very much a ring on someone's doorbell and be like, "Hey, my car broke down. Can I just use your phone? I promise. <laughs> I promise. I don't have a chloroform rag. My like, car broke down. Can you come date me in it?" <laughs> You didn't, girl? I'm so heartbroken. I'm Can we go just write... talk for seven hours in you my car? Uh, I'm going to go write a song about home. it. <laughs> yeah, I I don't understand how any of this works. It should never work. Nothing about Drake should work. And yet every time the song comes on, I'm like, mm, turn it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. This it's, is fun. It's like, I, I think the, the thing about it for me, this particular song, is it's like a step shy of the weekend on like the... Wow, this dude really hates women scale. Like yeah. it's just enough to where it's like, okay, I, 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 I can fuck with this. But you know, like something like the weekend, it's like, wow, this sounds amazing. But like all these ideas are horrible, and I can't, I can't, I can't really, I can't really 
sign off on any of this. But with Drake, it's I guess we're sort of just used to used to the 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 um, creepy behavior. That sure, fine, just just this this little half dubstep, n- not dubstep, half uh, half whatever you'd call it. Sounds like island music, man. Yeah, half club banger. Yeah, and there's and, no banger at all. <laughs> yeah, like and, and this this combined this combined with like his persistent likability despite embracing one of the traits I find most despicable in a human being, which is team jumping. Mm. You know, not just bandwagoning, yeah. but front running. Yeah, that at every successful sporting event, remember Drake is the person who so admires athletic excellence that that like he dated Serena Williams. And and I know that they probably liked each other, but the conspirator in my head, the conspiracy theorist in my head, is like, he also liked her because she was a champion. That was right. it. Like <laughs> like if Serena just I don't know worked at Starbucks or if right. she was just a she was just a day trader or whatever, right? If she was a pediatrician, he wouldn't like her. But he's like, yeah, I'm dating that girl, and guess what? She won something. So what you're trying to say is Anthony Davis. You expect a call, brother. This, this, <laughs> is, this is why it would be better if Drake were gay. Not because <laughs> of any larger implications, but just because he would cozy up to anybody and everybody. Urban Meyer. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, if somehow Memphis gets into the playoff, Justin Fuente is getting that call, man. Like, oh, oh, hey, girl. Drake. Hey, girl. Hey, you know, I respect you, champ. <laughs> That every Drake in a Paxton Lynch jersey. Can exactly. I, can I see? Oh man, and that's when Timberlake gets involved because, mm-hmm. like, he's actually a legit uh, Mem- Memphis Memphian. sports fan. Who, yeah. Like after after the Ole Miss game, there's video of him on stage in Memphis leading the fight song and like actually calling out lyrics and stuff. So like, if Drake tries to push up on that territory, man, we're getting some like SNL lip sync battle going on. And then inevitably, he kills Kenny Chesney. That's fine. If if that's the if that's the end result no, of all this, then go no, Memphis. No, no, no. Kenny Chesney deserves to live just like the rest of us. That'd be terrible if that happened. Stop it. Stop. What is? What? I, I, I'm I'm not going to do it. I'm just saying. What yeah. is? What is Drake's end game? What does he want with these songs? Does he just want women to be like a little bit sad? A little bit sad and a little bit creeped out. Because he's never. It's it's very rarely. It it doesn't reach that Eminem level of like, hey, I hate you, and I want you to feel nothing but pain. It's just like, oh, you know what? It's 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 very Tom Haverford. Like you broke my little heart. Well, yeah, but that's next door, right? Yeah. Like like you say that like okay, it's not like Eminem, but that's just down the street. That's true. That's <laughs> like, true. That's that's just down the street. It's not far over. You can see it from Drake's house, right? Yeah. yeah. Like like. Drake is, I think, I think you know, he's not far from that. I think, and it it could be argued that it's more dangerous because you know the M and M's. It's yep, that's that's who this guy is. It's a very, no doubt. it's very clear. clear, right? Yeah, right. yeah, he's he's extremely upfront about all this. Whereas with Drake, I, I guess you could see people falling for it because, like, you know, all of us do every time the song comes on the radio. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's because he's Canadian. Don't date Drake. We, we don't see it coming. Yeah. Don't don't, don't don't fuck with Drake. Don't fuck Drake. <laughs> Listen, if, if if you're within the sound of our voices, try not to date Drake. You yeah. probably will, but try not to. You'll end up in a song, man. Ugh. You will. I mean, at least at least say that about other rappers. You never ended up in a song. Won't remember your name. Drake, taking notes. Why Let's don't go. you call me Pat Fitzgerald? <laughs> he will put your voicemails in a song. He's done that. Uh-huh. That's when I called up Kirk Farrah. <laughs> I'm a lifelong Hawkeyes fan. Drake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my you God. know when that Hawkeye bling? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, wow, this song's nine minutes long and never punts. Right at noon when you need my punt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, the... The segue, the segue from Drake to undefeated Iowa leads me to what I would like to discuss, which is that we are kind of halfway through the season, and we have to confront a few things that I think we're a little too comfortable with, and we need to look at and say, okay, this is happening, and it's still massively weird, screwed, screwed up, odd, and or surprising. For instance, from this past weekend, uh, Ryan, our team's 6-1, and one, man. 
Like yeah. six six and one and was right there with LSU at the end of the of the game, despite having the backup quarterback on the road against what I think might be the best team in the nation in LSU, which neither you and I, if we got to six wins, we would be pretty stunned. Like seven was seven was, you know, doing all right. Eight was going to be an achievement. Six and one at this point in the season is astonishing for the Florida Gators. So I have to ask the natural follow up question. Uh, let's say Florida loses to Florida State at the end of the year. Because I think right now Florida State might be a better team than Florida. And uh, No, agreed. I think at this point, yeah. And I know that we're supposed to talk about the Knowles in a certain way on this podcast. But hey, guess what? Uh, one of the themes of this podcast is life mistakes. We're probably all making a life mistake ignoring Florida State at this point in the season cuz they're not they're not the same they're not as good as the team that won the national title 2 years ago they're better than we thought they were going to be but my question to you is of the four remaining games for Florida other than FSU Georgia Vandy South Carolina FAU which is the dumb game that they lose yeah i don't know if they do like that's the other thing is that you looking for you look forward at florida state schedule and mm-hmm. go you look and go. I I don't know which one of these games they lose. I I, you know? I think I think Florida probably drops the Georgia game. I'll be honest. But, but is this the contrarian theory that yeah Georgia looks absolutely awful? That means in this rivalry we get a we get a Florida loss. Florida Georgia never makes sense, and rarely do both teams play well. Well, you, I mean, usually neither. Yeah, I mean that's that's I mean uh, in is since. Like post Meyer, that, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Post Meyer, even even, a, even some of the, like a year or two in the Meyer series, and certainly in a lot of the Zook Zook series of games. Just I, I am prepared for, I am prepared for a Florida to lose that Georgia game on Halloween, and B to not to try to not let the wheels come off what is otherwise a very nice season for Jim McElwain in, in year one. Absolutely, and and if I have to look at the Florida State schedule and say, okay, they're going to lose this game, uh, they're going to do all kinds of horrible, uh, horrible stuff to Georgia Tech. Is it's not going to be good? Um, ditto for Syracuse. It's just going to be an ugly, horrible. They might underachieve against Syracuse, but even underachieving is going to look pretty bad. Uh, Clemson, that's an actual game. Mm-hmm. And it's at Clemson. Not that that's been a tremendous advantage for Clemson against Florida State. See, two years ago. One of the worst in-conference games between supposedly competitive teams I have ever seen. But the following week is where they really have to worry because North Carolina State's just that kind of team. North Carolina State's just lying there. There's no way Florida State's going to be anticipating what they could possibly get from them. I think November 14th versus North Carolina State, even though it's in Tallahassee, is the game that they'll probably sleep on and have the most trouble with. Okay. I'm fine. Yeah, I think that sounds right. I mean, I don't know. Nothing really makes sense at this point in the season. That's That's the dominant theme, I think, across anyone and everyone you talk to. Well, I mean, and a few things make sense. A few. I would love to hear them. Give me, give me one thing that you feel very confident about right now. Um, I feel confident that we were all right about USC. <laughs> like the, the, who, who, who is we? Like our <laughs> this specific circle? I think so. I don't think anyone bought USC here. Okay. Right. USC at the beginning of the year, it was like they were like eighth or something, and then you looked up in like week three, and they were like sixth, and they were like trailing Stanford. It was clear they're going to lose, and no one cared at all. Like it wasn't like oh shit top ten team going down. It was like USC's losing. <laughs> it was like the number didn't even exist. Yeah, it was it was like they were they were overhyped by no one. It was, it was like they just showed up there. Yeah, they just popped up somehow in the top ten for no reason because they're Cody Kessler. Cody Kessler. Okay, well, what's the actual argument for the Cody Kessler? Cody Kessler and like two guys who are good for three highlights a game, and uh, they don't usually play on the defense. So, yeah, Adore Jackson. Sorry. Like Adore Jackson's legit. Juju Beast. Juju Smith is legit, and Juju Smith's legit. But defensively, they didn't Ooh. solve anything. Oh boy. No, no, sir. Right. And, and yet, and yet, favored against top four team Utah. Yep. 
Yep. <laughs> can we ex- can we explain that at all? Nope, we oh. cannot. You know what? You can explain that. Sports gamblers are dumb. That's there's it. that, and there's also the the advanced stats still really, really like USC, and, and that's not just the ones people like to yell about, like, oh, ESPN overrates the big teams or whatever, which is stupid because there's not like a team fame algorithm component, but like the the the, the computers really like USC. I have no idea why, but uh, I, I would assume Vegas is due as well. I think that's because of yards per play. It's probably one reason they really like them. You know, they just don't account for turnovers and they don't account for everything that seems to happen defensively for USC when it can really afford the least, right? Like that's watch that Notre Dame game. <laughs> that, mm-hmm. that, that Notre Dame game is pretty much USC in a nutshell this year yeah. from start to finish. Just obviously like mind bogglingly talented at some positions and then error prone. Error-prone and inconsistent and not really – like, I, I don't know what it is. Like, I think it's a cliche to say lack of killer instinct. But they kind of have that. Like, it's just – it doesn't really show up when it has to. You know, this is my long way of saying they're kind of the sick man of the Pac-12 right now, and I have no idea why. None. I don't even think – you know, you can't point to sanctions too much anymore. I think there's a marginal effect depth-wise. But at this point, you just look at them and go, somebody will come in and make them something great. They just have to find the right person. I, I just feel like watching them, like it just looks like they never actually fired Lane Kiffin, and maybe they didn't. Maybe that was, maybe that was all a scheme, like a, firing him at an airport curb. That's a little far-fetched. I, I think they actually kept him. Just nobody, nobody's afraid to run on USC. That's the weird part. Like, that used to be the thing where you were like, all right, well, you should because you have to, but it's not going to go super well. And now it's just like, yeah, go out there. Get 150 yards of on the ground. Easy. How many touchdowns do you want? You want two touchdowns? Here, have two touchdowns. You don't, yeah. you, you don't need a really awesome quarterback to beat USC right now. You want to know where their rush defense sits nationally? It's not Yard. good. It's, yeah. it's like in the 60s, 70s? Mm, you are correct. It is just under Kentucky. It's tied for 67th. For instance, Cal has a better rushing defense oh than my. USC. Yeah, that's where we're at. So it, they've lost that. They've lost something defensively. I don't know if that's a matter of depth or if Justin Wilcox just isn't the right fit there defensively. But that's where they're at. And somebody's going to come in and just absolutely beat ass the the funny thing is we assume it's depth but i'm looking here at their their smp smp defense per quarter it actually goes down or it actually goes up i mean it, it starts it starts there and then they play like a, a 90th team in the first quarter and then things get better so like <laughs> if it's depth the backups the the like two or three backups they have are better than the starters that's true. So what, that's the so, problem so what you're saying, their coaching for six days is really awful, but on game day, it really gets good. Uh, yeah, their 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 opening play script is terrible, mm-hmm. and then uh, hey, look, here's some five stars. I.e., I. completely wrong, right? <laughs> like, like it's just totally wrong, right? Like, oh, they're running left. Oh man, Funny. did y'all watch Willow instead of the game? T- yeah, we did again. I just love Willow. Warwick Davis is just so moving. I love Bad Bardigan. <laughs> the other thing from this year that I really want to drive home is that uh, from the preseason polls, the biggest disappointment Ooh, and or do pleasure. Don't do this, man. I'm going to do it. Do it. Drop that bomb. I'm, 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 I'm all in on this, so to speak, because we're all part of the family, right? Auburn. I mean, we, I don't, we kind of all got horrified at Auburn at once and then kind of pulled back like, okay, they're bad. No, 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 no. You're not off the hook here yet, Auburn. Not in the least. Because going back to that preseason poll, if we looked at who, where Auburn was, Auburn was seventh in the coaches' poll and sixth overall. Now, Auburn let, was the official SEC favorite. Correct. 
I believe it was at uh, SEC at Media, Media Day. Days, yeah. It was the the official poll. They were the favorite. All even though Bama even... was favored to Bama was favored to win the West, <laughs> <laughs> but Auburn was favored to magically appear. That's that uh, SEC in, in the Georgia that, That's that SEC math, y'all. It don't have. Hey, man, we ain't here to count. Nobody, nobody cares about your your traditional math systems. Only thing we count is questionable titles from the seventies. Do you want it? Three is greater than five in an SEC land. Do you want to teach or do you want to preach? Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you want to hate or do you want faith? Okay. Hey, Trinity, Trinity don't make sense in math either, but that's, that's how that's how number three becomes number one. Roll tide. <laughs> well, here's how number six became unranked. <sighs> Are they even getting votes at this point? No. Oh <laughs> that would be stupid. But oh I'm, I'm sure in the coaches poll. I mean, I'm you sure s- you are. say that, but Georgia's ranked in the coaches poll. So I mean, the coaches poll, it's eh, it it does what it wants, man. Let the coaches poll cook. We all make mistakes. <laughs> the, we we all make mistakes, and one of them is ever consulting the coaches poll. Okay, the coaches poll is for entertainment purposes only. By the way, even the coaches poll does not have a single vote going to Auburn. Shit. <laughs> There's one for, rock bottom. Let me let me put let me tell you this 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 week from week eight. Let, I'll put it to you this way: there is one vote for Bowling Green, and there, there are there, zero votes for Auburn. There are five for Wazoo. <laughs> That's right. Wazoo is dunking on you, Auburn. I mean, they shit. got revenge. They, first, they drank out your entire town oh of, of alcohol, and now they got more. Wazoo has more votes in the coaches' poll. Arizona now. has two votes in the coaches' poll. Name, Illinois, Illinois has five. Dunk on them. Stun on them. Five headless. Bill Cubit Hire- has more <laughs> votes than Gus Malzahn. Hey, hey, that's your new that's your new Auburn coach right there. Go get him. Bill Cubit. He's a biblical unit of measurement by himself. What could be more Auburn than that? His his last name describes Gene Chizik's head. Exactly, it's 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 destiny, y'all, or the pattern on Pat Dye's plaid pants, square, cubicle, Bill Cubit. Follow me down this road and give the man a contract. Yeah, Auburn has been a bitter disappointment, and in and in fashions, I don't think we really anticipated. Like, well, well one fashion we did. Which, which one is that? that which one the, is that? That would be the, hey, the defense is not very good fashion. Like, the I, defense got worse. Yeah. That's, okay. that's the amazing thing to me is you added what is widely regarded as a good defensive coach to, you know, and didn't lose a lot of talent. And things got worse. I, I thought they'd get slightly better. I think a lot of people were expecting like, oh, instant top 10 defense. But now it's, you know, instant top 100 defense. Now, we're saying this now, by the way. Auburn's still four and two, okay? Because they're not the biggest disappointment of the SEC West. I know that's surprising. They're not, though. They're really not because they're four and two. That's a lot. I mean, the the biggest disappointment in the SEC West is a very interesting, uh, very interesting horse race right now. Mm Because I'd say you've got three legit candidates right now. Oh, I've got. I, I have a fifteen point four million dollar bet <laughs> on, on who the biggest disappointment in the okay. SEC West is. Okay, okay. okay. I, think, I think it's still up for debate. Because because uh, honestly, Auburn Auburn could finish this, and it will be a dis like they're they're locked into a disappointing season. They really are. Okay, but they have to play they have to play Arkansas, Ole Miss, Texas A and M, Georgia, Idaho, and Alabama. And I don't think it's unfeasible that they could win three of those games. They're going to sure. finish. Right, so they'll finish what? They can win four of those games. Hell, that th- eight and four is not crazy. Not no, at this if, point. If they finished eight and four strong, and it depends on who those four games yes. are, then the, then I think Gus Malzahn will be fine. Nobody will be too happy with it. But when your starting quarterback just flakes the hell out mm-hmm. and throws ten times more picks than anyone anticipated, and suddenly you're starting your backup who didn't even have anybody waiting in line for his autograph in media days. Um, that that can happen, and I don't think anybody would be too infuriated. The one there are two teams in the SEC West that both have the stank on them right now. Ooh. One, uh, one I think numerically that would be Arkansas, because mm-hmm. this was supposed to be a turnaround year. I would say that what was the real you know what were really the ex- expectations for Arkansas? Seven or eight wins. Uh, like, I think, like Arkansas, uh, Arkansas was not supposed to finish as a top ten team. They're supposed to finish top twenty five ish. 
and uh, they are, 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 are fair. But let me ask you, with two wins at this point in the season, <laughs> where, where they haven't played Missouri yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I already don't. I'm already not watching that game. I've can already, you picture that game in your mind? I can. Can you picture it? I it's, can. It's right it, around Thanksgiving, so it, you're adding tri- tryptophan to that too. It, it ends seven to six. That's generous of you. Can but I? Can to I? To me, I think I, these two are really, really comparable in terms of how disappointing is this? Like losing to Toledo, that probably tips the scale in Arkansas's favor. But hey, Toledo's good. Like to me, it's falling from eight and four to probably six and six at best. That's yeah, it's bad. But I, I think Auburn trumps that by falling from title contender to hoping for eight wins. I think that's a much bigger deal. Let me get it to you this way, okay? Arkansas, uh, they'll beat UT Martin. Pretty sure. Yep. Oh, uh, I'm I'm pretty sure they're going to beat Missouri, but I'm not entirely sure. Uh, yeah, that. not who who's to say? Ooh, that's going to be like a three zero game. Mm-hmm. Tell you what, they get Auburn at home on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And they'll probably lose. Like they realistically, they'll because that's a form of big dumb football. I'm pretty sure Will Muschamp can get his peanut sized brain around. Okay. So if anybody out there is picking this game, they've got a problem. But (laughs) I'm not really confident in Auburn against anyone. I'm going to give you, listen, my number is 404. (laughs) Call me. Did you note Auburn tried to lose to Kentucky? We did see that, right? 30, 30, 27. Okay, so I mean, Arkansas surely they're about as good as Kentucky. Uh disagree. Mm. <laughs> it's it's, it's all it's all situational. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I think this is coming from Florida. Almost lost to Kentucky as sure. well. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, no. If you watch that game, it was never in doubt. It's just that Florida. What was the final score? Twelve to seven. It was fourteen to three. Okay. Okay. But yeah, I will tell you this. I will tell you this. That eleven points could have been thirty. It just it didn't move. Like Kentucky was not putting the ball anywhere on Florida whatsoever in that game. Um, we weren't scoring either, but it was never really in doubt. There were like three quarters of of conceding. It took th- Kentucky three quarters to concede in that game. Uh, Arkansas might not finish with the winning record. They really might not. This could be. This will be ugly, and it would be ugly if moving Brett Bielema both physically and financially were not such an impossible proposition. Because he's not going anywhere. Because he has a massive buyout. Because his attor- his agent is a genius. It's Kirk Ferentz's agent, by the way. I but, think you can you can say the same regarding Auburn's record as well, though. But if we're talking just here's the difference between Auburn and Arkansas. And the team I want to talk about in the SC West. Those schools, the fans have had some time to come to terms with the fact that the season is done. I mean, they're not going to meet expectations. Old right. Mi- Ole Miss is still is still in the bar is still in the bargaining phase, squarely. <laughs> and honestly, like like in the bargaining phase and and with these little indicators that things could get better, for example, Tunzel coming back. Coming back this weekend, best offensive lineman in the conference, many think. Coming back from an NCAA Some, uh, suspension. Something or other, yeah. Well, we'll call All it right. a, some cars and stuff. Mm-hmm. We'll call it an NCAA suspension. Okay. Right? Ice coming back this weekend, so they get their best offensive lineman back, right? And they still got plenty of weapons, and they're not particularly hampered by injury unless you count Robert Condice, who went out with a concussion because Hugh Freeze was playing him on offense. I He's... Because nobody else can run. Peisman yeah. Trophy. Peisman Trophy. Don't, yeah, Pe- don't, don't denigrate. Peisman, Do not denigrate. Peisman Trophy. Peisman Trophy. Uh, so coming back, like there's indicators for hope, which to me is like the most typical old Miss thing to happen because it could all go – it could still all go really badly from here. Sure. They could, they could drop every game left on the schedule. Even the one to Arkansas. Even See, the we're just chalking to- up wins for the Razorbacks left and right. Even the one to we, Arkansas. We keep going through these teams. We're going to get Arkansas to 6-6. Six and six, I promise y'all. Mm-hmm. And, man, if they get to 6-6 six and six in that last game, who, who dog? <laughs> what a miracle that'll be. Because <laughs> that'll be, that'll be over. That'll be over Missouri. And it'll be ugly. Brett Bielema will pump his fists in the air as they walk off and 
winners of a 6-0 game. And then we'll rank Arkansas 25th again. Hey, man, they're they're look at them. Arkansas offseason hype. Here it comes. <laughs> and then they flatten somebody in a bowl game. And then, yep, Arkansas preseason number nine. Wait, did y'all seriously not watch that season? We don't ever learn anything. Stop living in the past. You know, I kind of like Ole Miss to win the West in 2016. <laughs> Are just, you fucking kidding? Just, our, our Ole Miss is 4-0. Look, look, just look, just pen in Alabama. It's their, so easy. So simple. Look at the Cruton. Look at the Cruton. But let's let's not suggest that the disappointment is limited to the SEC West or no. the SEC at all. No. Let's talk about Georgia Tech. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish I could give you a noise that indicated that I was making every face of that Michael Jordan laughing gif. Mm-hmm. Right? Where he's like, <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> wipes tear from eye, right? And it's mean laughter. It's like the, the, the meanest form of laughter imaginable. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I'm doing right now when you talk about Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech opened with a 63-point win over Alcorn State, which, granted, not an FBS opponent, but still, just tuned them up real good. Followed that with a 55-point win. Over Tulane, FBS opponent, although not a power five, still pretty good. Went on the road, lost to Notre Dame in a sloppy game, but ended up being a uh, a one-score loss. And then they lost in succession to Duke, UNC, Clemson, and Pitt. They are now two and five. They can only afford one more loss on their schedule if they want to make a bowl. And they have to play FSU, Virginia, Virginia Tech, Miami, and Georgia. Mm. Let's start. Like, can they even? Can they? No. Will they, will they make a bowl? Okay. Well, no. No. Well, no. Shit. No. Nope. Shit. Yeah, it's not happening. It's okay. just not. I can, mean, what is the what is the easiest game in this group? Is it at Virginia? It's at UVA. after you play Florida State. Yes, it's at UVA. That's still not easy. Um. It, or it might be home with rest against Virginia Tech, another moribund team, if ever there was one. Which is also coming off, oh, that's after Virginia Tech plays at Boston College. No rest is sufficient for <laughs> if you play the Eagles. <laughs> so body, body That bye week doesn't even count. Body blow. You just got sat on by a dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the thing about Tech's schedule is, like, it's as, about as hard as an ACC schedule can possibly yes. be. Yeah. Like, this whole run, plus they get the two best out of the Atlantic, plus they get Notre Dame on the road. And then, sure, you get to wind down at Georgia, or against Georgia, at home, which is at Georgia. Uh, Georgia fans, by the way, I can confirm, are already are already theorizing that at this point, Georgia Tech is putting all of its efforts into just winning that game. Like they don't which care Tech about has done before. I was yeah. going to say, this is really not a far-fetched thing. There, there is a historical precedent for this. If you go back and read, I think it's like 1917 or something like this. There is a year when Tech played its backups for the entire year to keep its starters fresh just for the Georgia game. They beat the shit out of Georgia, and they're like, yep, cool. Good. Season's a success. <laughs> Count it. So that might be happening again. Count it. Last score wins. That's what we said. <laughs> That's it. We we finished three and nine, but man, that that last three, number <laughs> but three, the third, the third one, it's pretty magical. Hey, if the rapture happens this off season, we beat y'all. Yeah, again, that's that's the real triple option here. <laughs> Paul Johnson went in three games. We take the we we take the Zaxby's belt to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> you you can't take this away from us, Cabela's. The old Okanakwimini tape. Yeah. It's going to heaven. <laughs> I'll see your ass at Aldi. Yeah. St. Peter believed in chop blocks. It's the Memorial Drive Marathon. We finished the whole season. Just get there. Um, the Another team that uh, I, I want to talk about positives because we, we're very negative. And uh, that's because we like bad football. That's because we've been listening to Drake. <laughs> we have. Exactly. <laughs> how, dare you, how dare you lie to us, Georgia Tech. <laughs> I thought you'd love to be a good be a good team. Stay at home <laughs> stay, in December. Stay at home, Arkansas. Stay at home during the belt bowl. Stay at home. Don't talk to anybody else. Get in that basement, girl. You know you want to. Be a good girl. Wear Russell Athletic. <laughs> That's right. Wear Russell. You out there in Adidas. What's wrong with you? <laughs> the the teams that have surprised us, um, besides Memphis, a joyous story, by the way, the Memphis Tigers. Mm-hmm. Winners, uh, by the way, over Ole Miss in smash mouth fashion. It wasn't like this was a fluky hang on victory. If you look at their last drive, it's like eight minutes and all runs. 
eight minutes and all runs up the middle to just kill the clock and strangulate them. Ole Miss ran for 40 yards, and granted, Ole Miss's best running back was hurt uh, because he's a defensive lineman, <laughs> But and granted, Ole Miss doesn't run on anybody, but a, a, a converted CUSA Big East team held Ole Miss to 40 yards rushing. Damn. Damn. USF played Memphis tighter. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> but I'm sorry, we were being Tampa positive. Pratt. I'm sorry, the way, we were being improved, positive. The weirdest and, and probably the vaguest compliment we can give an improved USF an team. Improved USF yeah. team that is going is probably is like maybe going to make a bowl game. I mean, granted, they only beat Syracuse by so much. That's true. I mean, they did beat Syracuse by. They let bit. Syracuse hang around, but far too long. Let me give you my happiest surprises thus far of the year. Okay, just. In short order, looking over not the top twenty-five, but but all over FBS. Okay, Temple, yeah, undefeated freaking Temple, three and zero in the American, the conference of the year, by the way, by far is the American. Thanks to Temple, thanks to Houston, um, just just an astonishing performance by the conference as a whole. I know you don't want to necessarily compliment them yet too much, but yeah, they, call, oh, they have to play each other too. They, you know, they, they well, do. It's going to be some carnage coming, but they'll, yeah, they'll have, a, they'll have a Big Twelve effect where they do cancel each other out. But overall, a, through through preseason and early conference play, outstanding work by the American Conference overall. I mean, I think you could see Navy coming. You could <laughs> see uh, you could see Temple coming because they returned literally their entire defense from a defense that was already good. Yeah, but Houston has been, uh, I think at least a year ahead of schedule and Memphis has, I, I thought they would take a big step back, but they might be even better. You know, who's still on temple schedule, right? And then there's UCF, but we're being positive. No, that's no, that is a positive story. Cause it means George O'Leary sucks. Temple hosts Notre Dame. Is that what, we, <laughs> is that what we're getting to? That yes. Is, that is what we're getting to on, ha- on Halloween night. Uh, another story that I absolutely love two and one in the Pac-12, five and one overall, currently ranked twentieth for whatever that's worth, and a team with the best quarterback in America. That would be the Cal Golden Bears. Jason, the Cal Golden Bears. Five, My Cal Bears. Yes, your Cal Bears. By the way, set up to beat some ass at UCLA on Thursday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've I've had this pegged as a Cal win for like months now. <laughs> Even like back when I had UCLA like going like eleven and one, Cal is the one you're not getting past. And that, yeah, that has not changed. Hell no. No. Um another outstanding story thus far uh in college football in terms of uh stunning performances. And man, I don't think we've ever equated Happiness, surprise, and joy with this team before. The Iowa Hawkeyes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, like, I, agree with I, you. I, I feel bad. I feel bad because Iowa, yeah, they're 7-0. And, like, you know, you don't want to you know, run them down or anything. That's cool. Like, you know, Iowa fans are cool. I like I, My grandma lives in Iowa. But, I mean, this team isn't, like, you know, one of the best in the country or anything like that. But, you know... What they have their backup come in and run for like two hundred yards this week, which sure. if, which yeah. if you which if you know Iowa, that's quite something that the backup managed to take the field at all without being struck by lightning, <laughs> attacked I, by true. wild dogs. They're, they're only partially cursed. That's I, awesome. Iowa scored forty points on a credible Big Ten team. Yeah, that's true. That these that's are totally these are true. true facts. These are absolute true facts, and I don't understand them. They've opened things up a little bit. Um, the, the, you know, they're they're getting a, a little bit more aggression. Uh, There's been a lot of stuff written by Iowa fans about how, like, oh shit, we went for it on a fourth down. Oh, oh my god, our quarterback just moved his feet. Like, yeah, they're cool. You know, like I, I have nothing bad to say about Iowa. But man, they have the dumbest schedule left. <laughs> they do. Just it the is du- just like it. What the real shame is. It, we could get to the point where Iowa is ten and zero, and you're still like, "Oh hell no, I'm not watching this Iowa game." Yeah, we're, I'm, not, I'm not watching them, but they're a great story. It's really nice. Another uh, couple of fantastic stories: Wazoo currently four and two, and won two Pac-12 games in a row for the first time since uh, I'm just going to make this up, 1938. They are mm-hmm. the state champs of Oregon. That's true. Yeah, they did it. 
they lost they lost to the best football team in Oregon, which is Portland State. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, that's right. Portland State is Sil- now officially the best team in Oregon. They're silver medalists in Oregon. They are the second best team in um, Oregon <laughs> out of out of three, one of which is not them. Um, I don't know if this is a good story because I don't understand it at all. Uh, Oklahoma State six and zero. Oh. Do you have Some, no one, no somehow, one somehow, no one, no one no has one, seen any Oklahoma State. No one year. understands how this happens. They've won a bunch of games at the buzzer, they, like, okay. like right at the wire. So they won the Texas game, which Texas fans will tell you had some questionable officiating. Mm-hmm. They won the Kansas State game in which they uh, got first <laughs> down when they were five yards short of it for no damn reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but they don't have to play a ranked team potentially until November still. So like, we're talking like, it's like a back- nine and zero. It's a backloaded schedule, but they can they can get to eight and zero before they have to play anybody. Yeah, no, I mean they are lurking. There are several teams that are lurking. You right? know what that sets up for though? That sets up for like an eight and four finish, and oh, we got to get rid of Gundy mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. We got to get rid of the best coach in school history. That whole thing. Less miles. Let- I mean, they're, they're coached with the best run in school Let- history. <laughs> <laughs> Let her rip, he said before a forty-point blowout. <laughs> Utah, Utah, sitting at six and zero and beating some ass, like Jason Kirk's own Utah Utes. Actually, since we switched, they're my own Utah Utes. Shit, but, yeah, Bud don't respect him though. How'd you do that? I'm amazing. Uh, <laughs> Bud, Bud thinks you assigned Utah, me Cal. Bud thinks Utah's a, the thirty-eighth best team in the nation. Yep. Yep, I hope Utah plays FSU in a bowl game and pace them by 40 points. That would be the Sun Bowl if it's ACC Pac-12. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> I want FSU in El Paso. I want Gary and Vern calling it and saying, wow, this looks nothing like the SEC. Exactly. FSU. Jesus, man. These players look like they were out all day. I tell you, Vern, it's a good thing. This team didn't join the Southeastern Conference in 1991. <laughs> Loser gets Dave Wanstead. <laughs> he's, the, he's the trophy of the Sun Bowl. It's just Dave Wanstead. Hey, guys. I'll sleep in the garage. It's cool. He, lo- he looks like he loves garages. <laughs> Dude, I bet, man, you, I bet you could have a good time with Dave Wanstead in a garage. Oh, just too- especially if you got a garage fridge. Oh, Dave man. Wanstead will, will drink some Diet Sunkist. I just, just can't look at Dave Wanstead without wanting a sandwich. <laughs> like, the man just looks like he demolishes a giant, like, Garfield-sized sandwich. <laughs> Anywhere on God's green earth, if you plant him, a sandwich will appear and disappear. Just he's like a he's like a sloth. He eats it once a week. That's and it. he's got like all kind of Italian meats that he you actually, never heard of. He, he actually throws up on it like a fly and dissolves it, and then just eats that. That's a porn passata there. That's a famous <laughs> porn sausage from Italy. It's got a capodanna. It's delicious. <laughs> it's got nineteen kinds of salami. It's delicious. You take a horse and you pickle it, bury it in the ground for eight months. Only in Liguria. You got to take it out in February. Like Petros Papadakis has got him on some some Greek some 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 like Greek uh, mm, sauce or whatever to put on on top of all these thirty five kinds. Yeah, yeah. My this, God, they could create a sandwich. This this proves my point, by the way. That no you turn one, into FS one. You're seeing some just weird food in your mind. Yeah, this point, this your inability to instantly think of Greek food only proves my point that Greek food is terrible. Petros, <laughs> Petros Papadakis here. Yes, there are some thumbs in this food, but that's the cost <laughs> of being great. Petros Papadakis. Yeah, I would tell you, Petros is so loud in person; it's amazing. <laughs> I've been on a, I've been on a TV show with Petros, and it's he's fine. He's he's a really nice dude, but he is so loud. You is consume he... more human hair than you even realize over the years, Petros. <laughs> Who's louder, Joey Harrington or Petros? Petros is so much louder. I'm full Joey of spiders. Is fucking loud. No, it's like Petros has been on talk radio so long that he can't turn it off. Like and maybe with Joey, it's like a quiet intensity. Like like the volume isn't there, but just he's like seething with excitement and it feels loud. No, he's a piano player. He has a loud and soft pedal. He at least has that. Petros is just He's on talk. He's been on talk radio too long and can't turn it off, and has lost the ability to control the volume of his voice. It's like he's constantly on a motorcycle. 
Right. He's on a motor, he's on <laughs> an invisible be. motorcycle that only he can hear. We right? are talking about the network that broadcasted for like two weeks in a row games in like LA and Ohio from their like studio set. So you're, like you're he, gonna have to yell. He might be traveling while he records these things. I'm on plane on Wi-Fi. I'm on the tarmac. I'm waiting for Dave Wanstead's Ligurian pickled horse. <laughs> his favorite sandwich. <laughs> There's so many. Yeah, that and and I think my last like super positive story that I'm I'm very happy about Tennessee. Is, you know what? Wow, it's not <laughs> over yet. It's not over yet. If they beat Alabama, Butch is for five years. Oh my God, there will be so many babies named Butch. Butch, man, if they beat Alabama, I will feel myself rolling on the floor and laughing like a baby for like five minutes on end. This is my daughter, Butcherina. <laughs> Butch Hilda. <laughs> uh, we're gonna do some uh, do some reader questions. Does that sound like a good thing? Because there's yeah. nothing there's nothing to preview this week. We'll watch it all, but it's 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 there, there. There's one game to put on for. That's Georgia Southern App State Thursday night. That's right. Fun belt. There, there are no other games on this week, as far, which, uh, to my knowledge. Yeah, which we're doing full social media takeover on that in in coordination with the Fun Belt Conference, right? We are. We are good friends at the Sun Belt. Uh, we are covering that game with them. And we kind of would be anyway, just because that's like by far the most interesting game of the weekend, in live, my opinion. Live from Boone, the mountain fortress, home of the wilderness kings, the mountaineers themselves. Here comes FCS Alabama. FCS Alabama versus Georgia Southern, which is, you know, probably third best team in the SEC. I have to say that. Because they beat us at home. <laughs> Apparently so. Yeah. Remember when that happened? Because Will Muschamp was their dumbass coach, Ryan? It's amazing. I don't, why would you do this? I just did it. That's rude. I thought we were even positive. Cruelty. I, just, want, just, I want to talk to Petros again. Uh, Cal at UCLA, I'll also put on for that game because uh, I enjoy that. Also, Texas Tech at Oklahoma. Watch your ass, Oklahoma. Seriously, you're not taking them seriously. Texas Tech could score. I don't know if they can defend you, but they can definitely score. And... Sleeper, Washington State and Arizona going for their third straight back 12 win. <laughs> if you got a mortgage, put it on this game because I hate you and I want you to lose money. Wow. <laughs> and that's how the housing market crashed. That's it. I'm just, there I am. I am a danger to the global economy. <laughs> I wonder what the over is in that game. <laughs> the over The over is just like, yes. Over in that game. Starts at 3 p.m. Over in that game is 10 p.m. <laughs> that's what I mean by over. <laughs> the over is, no, not yet. No, not no. yet. No, no. no. Come back later. Check it. Go take a nap. Come back. Oh, and Utah USC, if you want to watch a team die, because Utah is going to beat up on them. Though this is the kind of game USC would win, right? Yeah. They, they, yeah. yeah they mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not, not that confident in my Utes here. Yeah, in your Spencer, Spencer's Utes. Sorry. Now, Sorry. That, now that they're about to lose, they are. They, I'm happy to give them away, I guess. He, you mean the mission? No, no. He's still my Utes. He's, just, he's just better because they beat his Cal Bears. The mission. I just love my Cal Bears. <laughs> Five turnovers, and they almost won that game, damn it. Almost. Off the arm of what you called the best quarterback in the country. College football. It's very dumb. He has <laughs> said that about three times now. Best quarterback in the country, Jared Goff. I've just cursed him. He's going to get hit by a bus in the next two days. That's cool. Uh, it'll, it'll, be, it'll be eco-friendly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He'll never, he'll never hear it coming. Damn that Nissan Leaf bus. <laughs> so eco-friendly, California. <laughs> Even in death. <laughs> The questions I want to answer, I have a couple of quick questions, uh, which is this, which is from the Bill Kenny at the Bill Kenny on Twitter. I went to a small rural school in New York with no college football. Still better than going to Syracuse, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's better sure. than going to Syracuse. Sure. Um, another quick question. Uh, this is from Van Newell. Okay. Van Newell at Van Newell on Twitter wants to know, what is the largest student debt you personally know of? And can we do a benefit for Celebrity Hot Tubs NYU loans? This company is pretty much a benefit for Celebrity Hot Tubs NYU loans, okay? Whole thing. But the largest student debt that I personally know of uh, was somebody who was over two bills, i.e. dual law school degrees, over 200 grand in debt. Over for law school. Man, think how many boats he could have had. Think how many boats he had, dude. (laughs) And and the the irony is... You take a boat out into interna- in international waters, your law, sc- your law degree don't mean shit. Boats, the answer to everything. Boats. 
uh, my, my wife is telling me 257000 Oh, my God. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, that, that's the med school debt, 257000 Wow. So we have a new record on air. What, what, what institution is that? Uh, that was that was multiple institutions. It, it, I, I will I will say this: if you at some point in your life have owed more than two hundred fifty seven thousand dollars in educational debt, let me know, and I will. I you know if you can break that mark, I'll send you like uh, uh four cookies. I'll make you cookies. I will send you a dollar in the mail. We'll send you a dollar and four cookies. That's the that's the road to debt repayment. No, uh, I'll, I'll kick in. Um, I'll, I'll kick in like a box of band aids or something. You, you might need those mm-hmm. if you're a doctor. I like that. I like that. In any other scenario, if you're like, yeah, I owe them two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, you're like, oh, you're dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're, they're, they're shooting you. But if it's a med school, it's they like, want you. Al- they need you alive. <laughs> they need you <laughs> because death is the only exit. You don't have to work this off. <laughs> grad school is the reverse mob. It is. It's like the nicest mafioso ever. Hey, 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 hey. No, 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 no. You okay? You okay? You feeling good? Feeling good? Okay. Let's garnish those wages. We're definitely not going to shoot you. No, no, no. No, that'd be, that'd be easy. We're not playing the easy way. Every day is a telephone. We want you healthy and working forever. Uh, then that is my other quick question. I believe I have one more. Uh, this is from Tiger B Dog. At Tiger B Dog on Twitter, what is the age of the child who dresses Danny Cannell? Um, Forty. I, I I misread that as what is the name of the child who dresses as Danny Cannell? Danny Cannell, which Danny which Cannell. suggested to me that uh, Danny Cannell was some sort of uh, Vincent Adultman uh, from BoJack Horseman. Yeah, and 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 I wouldn't rule it out. I'm an nope. ad- I'm an adult, and the SEC is garbage. I have to go now. Bye. Sure, Danny. You went to a community college that specializes in tax fraud. The people are garbage. Florida State's terrible. I played for the Giants, and I have a broom for a hand. (laughs) We love you, Danny. Thanks for listening, Danny. (laughs) Thanks Thanks for listening to Check for SEC Bias. Yeah. There's none here. None. Completely objective. We did, you're you're we, clear to go. We did trash three SEC schools on this program. Yes, do. We, yeah, we will no, trash okay. every SEC. Listen, the best SEC school, SEC school historically is a despicable place. That's true. <laughs> it repre- represents the state of Alabama. That's true. One of our worst stretches of territory in these United States. Although Alabama does have unclaimed baggage facility. You should go read that story over at Racked, by the way. Uh, un- unclaimed baggage, one of the weirdest places in the world, and it's fantastic. <laughs> and where is it in Alabama? Uh, that would be in Scottsboro, which, thank God for unclaimed baggage, because if you look up Scottsboro history in Alabama, ooh, it's not it's not good. Unclaimed you, baggage is pretty much the peak of yeah, Scottsboro yeah, history. Yeah, and the, the, valley is, the valley is very low. The so valley the, is very low. So Scottsboro is oversigned on luggage. Scottsboro is uh, oversigned on luggage and injustice, and you can mm-hmm. only purchase <laughs> one of them. <laughs> yeah, take your, take, roll the dice, hey, friend. Uh, you get one true. or the other. One of them makes a great present for mom. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we'll go to Jason for a question because I, I have one more question. Uh, but we'll do mine real quick. At Isaac Tia, Isaac McKeithen, have you ever passed on the opportunity to go to a game and then regretted it? Yep, yep. Uh, I could have gone to App State, Michigan. Full access. Talked about this before, but I blew it. Could have been on the sidelines for that in the big house and decided not to go because I was freelancing and it was too expensive. So always spend money is the lesson. Mm-hmm. That's the lesson. Always buy the ticket. Jason. Disregard everything we just said about the quarter million in debt. Always yeah. spend the money. Yeah. That's correct. Jason, your question. Uh, from Matt Says Sports on Twitter, we've replaced Baylor's wide receiving core entirely with SB Nation staff. How many points per game do you score? Um, my first question is who are we playing? Uh, because there is a wide variety of options on Baylor's schedule. And points per game, I, I, that sort of means the entire season, which things are going to be pretty bad if we have, what would that be, three or four of us on the field? Uh, if we're playing Lamar, I mean, like, you know, sure, we can, like, get out of like Shockland's way you know like Seth Russell can run without stepping on us right yeah Yeah, we just have to throw a block right I mean we just have to stay out of the way like if like all three or four of us could combine to lay one block I I think they could score you know who's getting a lot of passes in this offense that's Laquan McGowan 
Yeah, yeah, he's not a receiver, so he can stay on the field. He's yep. gonna, his work rate is going up significantly. <laughs> I think that's gonna hurt Baylor's tempo. Man, that's fine. Laquan McGowan got thirty targets, and then was hospitalized afterwards. <laughs> like thirty targets, like you know, fifteen like, of those are could have been to somebody else, but doesn't matter. He was there. big target. He was there. That's all right. So I'm gonna say, you know, we'd score on most of these teams. Yeah, I mean if they that's I think if they run out of a four receiver formation, it's probably a little different. If they go three with the tight end and the back end there, yeah, I mean they they'll they'll be fine. I think they could score twenty eight. Also we'll be wearing those sticky receiver gloves, which really do help. So yeah, if like they forget to cover us, which by the third quarter they're totally be you know like if if Baylor puts in its two three hundred plus pound tight ends and just runs the ball, sure they'll you know start to neglect the wide receivers. We can pull off some Corey Coleman stuff as long as nobody's trying to tackle us. I think I think the key for Spencer and I is that they need to run a lot of like fake fade routes because Spencer and I cannot jump, so we just get the that cornerback thinking, hey, they're going to throw this this high point. Then they just throw us something in the dirt because we can get down there. We're already we have low center of gravity already. So like instead of a fade route, it's like a like a glow route or something yeah, yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, like yeah. the opposite of a fade. Faded. It's the faded route. Also, I think I, I think, I'm faded. I think we could faded score. dog. I, th- I think we I'm could down s- here on the ground. I'm faded. <laughs> That's the trick play. Be like, man, he is so high he fell over. <laughs> <laughs> Dog, I'm out. Just drop the ball. In face. <laughs> I know I'm already down. That's fine. We'll burn. No, we we can get open if they call wheel routes. It doesn't matter how slow we're moving. That's that's yeah, just yeah, how, yeah. As long as we pretend we're fullbacks. We'll that's how. That's how magical wheel routes are. <laughs> we, we just run them, and you're like, "Wow, shit! I don't know how this is working, but I'm ten yards open." Football. I'm walking. Al- I'm fo- walking. Football alchemy. That's what the wheel route is. Do you have a question, Ryan? Uh, this question from JF at NotoriousJIF on Twitter. Which mid-major coach will make the worst life mistake by t- taking a new job this offseason? Um, as we've sort of alluded to, there are a lot of, a lot of uh, candidates who've done quite well with mid-majors so far. I think, we're, I think we all are in agreement that we're a little worried Dino Babers is going to take the Maryland job. Don't mm-hmm. don't do that, Dino. Why would you do that? Self. Like you've been there. You you helped burn down Maryland. Why would you be like no? Nah, you've seen the flammability like, firsthand. It, it's one thing if you buy a house sight unseen. It's another thing if you helped put mold in the walls. Don't yeah. buy that house. Although it is kind of cunning. You put the mold there and then you collected money for cleaning it up. Yeah, that drove the value down. That's true. That's true. Um I also like the possibility of Mike Bobo taking the South Carolina job. Oh, my God. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. can, I t- can I tell you the other South Carolina scenario that is side-splitting to think about? That would be Mac Brown. <sighs> Mac Brown taking that South Carolina job. Who I has did- said. He has He's said he'd like to call. He'll pick up the phone. Mac Brown is, is sort of slowly devolving into uh, – more presentable um, Houston nut at this point. Remember, South Carolina does have a long history of hiring retreads. And man, there is no more genial retread on the block than Mac Brown. Hello, everybody. That would be three straight retreads. I also would not be surprised if Mac Brown is just saying he's interested in coaching jobs so that he can get free breakfast out of it. Heck of a cinnamon roll you got here. I, I well, feel thank like you this- for having me. I'm not interested. This year's this year's coaching market is going to be interesting because like USC gets first pick, sure. USC gets whoever they want, which according to the rumors, it's like a fifth of the NFL. Paul sure, Petrino. sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. They they want Tom Coughlin. Granted, fine, whatever. Uh, but after that, there's really not a job that you want to gamble your career on. Virginia, like. 2016 Miami, Maryland, okay. you know, like South Carolina with the, with Clemson and Florida and Georgia, not Georgia, Tennessee all getting better. Like there's not really a job that you'd feel totally confident in gambling everything on if you're if you're a Fuente or a Herman or a Babers. To me, it's, it's wait a year. So so like to me, the coach who has unwavering, unshakable total confidence in himself, to me it's PJ Fleck. Wherever that dude goes, it's going to be oh, PJ 
PJ man. Rutgers. <laughs> PJ Flexer Rutgers. Rutgers. Like, sounds great on paper. I dyed like, my skin he, red because I am the Scarlet Knight. Fight the and eagle. He is Fly a Shiano man. We we have a Shiano man coming back to Rutgers. Who's like actually got a, a decent track record as a mid major coach. But PJ, slow down, please. No, 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 no. It'll work. It'll work. We gotta be confident. You just have to care enough. Yeah, it's uh, that could go very, very, very. I'm gonna say this again. Very, very badly. I do like that. Rutgers would mean just dilate the cervix. Get out there! (laughs) (laughs) Shut the football out of your vagina, men. Bear down. Ankles behind your ears and push. Do the breath. Go beat Ohio State. Do the breath of fire and beat Purdue. Okay, don't. You can just beat Purdue without just, breath we, of fire. We'll, we'll be fine without that. Without That's that. a Nova, man. Purdue's going to have to hire somebody. Like no, Purdue's, don't say that. Purdue's, no. at, Purdue's at the... How many... Look at how many wins no. Purdue has. What does that matter? When does that ever matter? Yeah, what are you talking about? Like, when do you decide... What are they like, going to do, win? Like, when, hire somebody? Who are they going to go get? When do you decide... PJ thing like that, too. I'm going to boil the fuck out of you. <laughs> if Dip you want to see the saddest vinegar. thing in the world... Go go on Twitter and search Sumlin Purdue. Oh. He he is an alum, and <laughs> there are people oh who've God. made the case that he might like to turn around his alma mater. <laughs> and and like half of it, it's like I I saw one. It was like a Houston fan who's just like you know dropping Sumlin Sumlin bio details. But like there are people who uh, sort of think that could happen in our reality. Yeah, which is funny because you know that like Kevin Sumlin probably has some sort of like I don't know exotic multi turreted fortress built into Kyle Field. Like Kyle Field is now so huge that it has angles that I haven't seen before. Right? It's like Hogwarts. You're like, oh look, there's a whole wing over there that I didn't notice. Just turrets and a dungeon and all kinds of stuff. Well, that's where Kevin Sumlin lives, and that that he would leave that, okay, to go to. West Lafayette. Unsiegeable because it has plague. Yeah. <laughs> that 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 he would leave to go there is is just absolutely insane. Now that mind you, this this does bar the sort of jobs that might come open unexpectedly. Like, I don't know. We could just throw one out there. Oregon. Like Oregon. like what yeah, what if Oregon just Oregon. decides that eight wins ain't enough? Oregon. Which it- that that's not impossible like it sounds silly even after they lost to washington state this team was in a title game just a year ago but not impossible i'm pj fleck ducks have a corkscrew dick wrap your dick in a corkscrew let's go get them